Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people think the world revolves around them and that nobody else matters. And in today's episode, OP tells a tale about her entitled, narcissistic, selfish, entitled mother who basically does everything in her power to make OP's life miserable. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's lineup. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Okay, so before we dive into the first post, guys, just to get everyone on the same page. So almost everyone in the comments in this post is saying that OP's name is Christopher. Keep that in mind. And I'll be filling in the blanks using that name so nobody gets confused. Alright folks, so my mind is blown. We have this new day shift manager who's trying the most ridiculous flex of power that I've ever seen. The guy is super self-entitled, and he's demanding that I replace my name tag because he feels as though I'm lying to the customers about what my actual name is. The guy's even gone as far as to order me a new name tag, which I've already told him that I will not be wearing. This is a retail job that I'm doing currently while putting myself through school. And I work Monday to Friday, 8 to 4, and then head to night school. I'll describe the situation. I have a very common white name that's 11 characters long. The grand majority of the world goes by the first five letters as the short form. I, however, since I was 8 years old, have gone by the last six letters of my first name. Because in my grade school class, there were literally five of us in the class with the same first name creating a scenario in which each had to take on a different nickname. This was mine, and it stuck. Even my parents call me it. So here's the conversation with my manager. Basically, my manager says, Hey, you're gonna need to change your name tag. I need our customers to be able to refer to our specialist by their name. I tell him, this is my name. To which my manager laughs and says, Huh, that's not a real name. You can't just choose to name yourself. I tell him I haven't. This has been my name for almost as long as I can remember. Just because my full name is something else doesn't mean I'm required to go by the letters you believe represent the short form of it. My manager says, no, I'm going to withhold your shifts if you don't wear a different one. I've already ordered it with your real name on it. I tell him I'm pretty confident that's illegal. You can't hold my shifts over my head because I won't change my name to suit your ideal picture of what a guy's name should be. Are you telling me that if my name was Patrick, I couldn't go by Rick? Because that's exactly what you're saying. At that, my manager says, but Rick is an established name. Your name, however, isn't. I tell him, so is mine. Please see Topher Grace, who's a famous person who uses this portion of their name as well. My manager says, listen, I'm not going to play this game. You can't choose how to short form your own name. The established, accurate, and recognized short form of your name is Chris, so I expect to see you wearing that name tag when it comes in. At that I say, accurate? Chris is only 5 characters of 11. Topher is 6, so by percentage, it's actually more representative of my full name than the 5 characters are. 
but if you want to keep pushing, I don't actually need this job. I would be more than happy to get fired for wanting to go by my established name for 12 years, and would be more than happy to sue for wrongful dismissal. The ball's in your court. At that point, he just walks away really angry. And for the last two days, he's been all over me, looking for a reason to fire me or get me in trouble. Like, what kind of effed up flex is this? Yeah, guys, all I can say is what a silly little power trip that the boss is going on. Like, it's utter nonsense. I'm sure there's other work-related things that are more important than a frickin' name tag. And someone's name. If I was in this situation, I would be bringing it up to his boss for sure. Either that, or I'd start documenting and recording proof of him not scheduling me to work, because he thinks Topher's a fake name, and then take it to the labor board and have them deal with it. Some people I tell you how in the world they make it to management level, I will never know. So I'm a 37-year-old male, and I have a daughter who's 13 years old named Olivia from my former relationship. Currently, I'm married to my wife who has a daughter who's 16 years old named Brittany. So Brittany is the opposite of Olivia. For example, Brittany's a social kid, while Olivia is an introvert. The list is long, but they're just the complete opposite. Olivia's 13th birthday was two days ago. She loves chocolate. And I decided that this is the flavor that I was going to go with when I contacted the bakery. However, my wife objected since Brittany absolutely hates chocolate and suggested we go with vanilla. I tell her no way because for one, Olivia hates vanilla and also it's her birthday so she gets to have her cake with her favorite flavor. So when I said that, my wife got upset and she took it as I had no regard for Brittany and said that we should just choose another neutral flavor instead. I shut that down immediately and said no more discussing this because I'd already decided to go with what Olivia wanted. On the day of the birthday, I was supposed to go get the cake, but I was surprised to see my wife coming home after picking up the cake from the bakery. I looked at it and discovered that it wasn't a chocolate cake but a vanilla cake with small pieces of chocolate on top. At that, I got pissed off, thinking they got my order wrong and I was about to contact them, but that's when my wife said there was no mistake and she called the bakery the day before and made changes to the cake. To please both girls. At that I was stunned, I lost it on her and said why the hell would she do that? She got defensive, saying that birthdays are no excuse to show favoritism and that her daughter is watching and observing how I'm treating both girls and I should treat them equally. I told her off, since I was the one paying for the cake, and then I called the bakery and explained what happened. I had my cake returned and replaced with a chocolate cake, although this one was smaller, but it was fine. When I did that, my wife declined to take part in the celebration, and later we got into a huge argument, and she called me controlling, selfish, and entitled for returning the cake instead of using this opportunity to teach Olivia to compromise so everyone is happy. My wife says that I'm teaching my daughter to be selfish, I said to her that my daughter gets to act selfish on her birthday, and that she, my wife, was teaching her daughter to be entitled. Word for word, and it led to an even bigger argument, and we're not talking as of now. So am I the a-hole for returning the cake and not taking my wife's input into consideration? Yeah, heck no. Guys, the way I see it, Opie's wife is the a-hole in this one, for going behind Opie's back and changing his daughter's birthday cake. Like, she is 100% the entitled one, and not to mention super childish for not even going to the birthday. It's Opie's daughter's birthday, not her daughter's birthday, okay? And the cake should be whatever flavor the birthday kid wants, because it's their special day. I don't even know what sort of compromise this is, because clearly the most important part of the cake, being the fluffy, delicious part, is the effing flavor her daughter loves. 
And with that said, if a 16-year-old can't suck it up and understand that a birthday cake is meant for the birthday person, we're in trouble here. So guys, let me know your thoughts. I'm inviting you guys all to my birthday, and my birthday cake flavor is going to be mustard flavor, and you guys will like it. So here's some backstory. My mom and I have never gotten along. Ever since I was little, she's gone out of her way to be very toxic, controlling, and overbearing over every aspect of my life, while giving my siblings more freedom. This amped up when my kid was born. So like I said in the backstory, my mom and I have never gotten along. She liked controlling my money, my personal life. It was awful. The fights alone were good enough to be on a television show as one of those reality TV shows. So after my baby was born, her controlling ways got even worse. She butt in on my parenting, essentially taking over as baby's primary caregiver and decision maker. She told me that because I lived in her house, it was her right as the grandmother to do whatever she liked. And if I didn't like it, I could sign off my rights to baby. Of course, I refused to do this, and I stayed because I wouldn't abandon my baby. Now, I will admit that I wasn't in the best financial position when I had baby. Baby's father and I broke up, and that forced me to move back home with my mom. And I hated it. My mom had this one rule, that if I live in her home, I will obey anything, she says. So over the next couple of years, I let my mom have her way all the time, while working my ass off at a night job that paid cash and was saving money. On more than one occasion, my mom would find my stash and steal my hidden stash of money. She'd stolen the money I'd saved up more than once, and I would often confront my mom about it, and she would claim that my money was her money because I lived in her house. I got sick and tired of that real quick, and I was forced to get a bank account. Now because I got a bank-issued debit card, it requires a PIN to purchase things. So one night, I'm just cooking dinner for my son, and out of nowhere, my mom burst in, demanding to know where my money is. I tell her that I set up a bank account for myself, and that was a mistake because she flipped out. My mom demanded to know what the pin to my debit card is so she could take out all the money. At that, I gave her a big fat no. My mom screamed at me for being selfish and says that she deserves the money more than me because me and baby live in her house, and without her, I'd be dead on the street. She then said if I wouldn't give up the pin, she would cut the card into ribbons so neither of us could have it. Long story short, she ended up taking my card away, confiscating it from me, until she could figure out my punishment. By this point, on the advice of a friend, I'd begun recording my mom whenever she began to misbehave for any reason. And after telling mom once again that I wouldn't give up the pin, she grabs the scissors and cut my debit card into tiny pieces. I knew I could just go to the bank and get a replacement card anyway, so I wasn't worried. I requested a new card the next day and went about my business. Sometime later, when I saved enough, I began to look into apartments. I found one close to work, and there was a daycare center a few blocks away, which was perfect for baby and I. I got a friend to go with me, and after a bit of talking with my new landlord, I signed the lease, paid the first three months of rent, and got the keys. I was stoked to say the lease. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I then went back to my mom's house and began packing right away. That's when she barges into my room without even knocking and asked me what the hell I was doing. Of course, I picked up my phone and began recording right away. I told her that me and baby were moving out, and without any hesitation, she began screaming, demanding to know where I was taking her kid. I refused to tell her, so what does my mom do? She calls the police. The police arrive, and before I had the chance to explain the situation, my mom begins ranting and raving that I'm kidnapping her baby, her child. The officer looks at me with suspicion, but then relaxes when I tell him that baby's my kid and that we're moving out and that my mom is psycho. Of course, with me saying that to the police, my mom flips out even more, demanding the officer arrest me and force me to sign over my parental rights to her and to interrogate me into giving up my bank details. At that, the officer sighs. He then tells my mom that he couldn't arrest me for moving out because I'm an adult and baby's my child and he couldn't force me to sign over parental rights nor could he force me to give up my bank information. He then told her if she wanted to go for grandparents' rights, she most certainly could. My mom agreed to that, and she screamed that she was taking me to court. But given how unhinged she is because I'm moving out, it doesn't seem like she's within the right frame of mind to be anywhere near a child, let alone her own grandchild. This didn't go over well at all. As the officer was leaving, I was in the process of packing up baby's things, and that's when my mom lunges at me and begins scratching my face. I naturally defended myself and shoved her away from me. She then screamed at the officer to arrest me for assaulting her. The officer sighed again and said that he'd seen her lunge at me first, and me shoving her was me defending myself. He then added that my mom would be going to jail tonight, and told her to put her hands behind her back. I never felt so grateful for police in my life. So while mom was being carted off to jail for a nice relaxing cool down and lockup for the evening, I took the opportunity to pack everything I could within the time I had. My siblings were upset that mom had been arrested, but after explaining the situation, they didn't try to stop me either. I secured a moving van and packed up everything and went to my new apartment with baby. The feeling of relief swept over me like a tidal wave. After years of abuse, stealing, being controlled, and being stolen from, I was free. Eventually, I was unable to continue working nights because finding childcare at those hours was impossible, and almost everyone in my family had disowned me for hurting my mom. I found a job that was paying close to $3,000 a month, and it was above my skill level, but thankfully, it had a full-time training program. I was able to afford the daycare close by and still make enough to pay the bills and have a little extra for saving and fun things for me to do on the weekends. Now, while I was glad to get away from my mom, my boy would often say that he missed her and how much he liked the presents that she gave him. Of course, I didn't want to shatter his view of his grandmother and break his little heart, but I didn't want to lie to him either. Now, of course, I didn't want to shatter his view of his grandmother and break his little heart, but I also didn't want to lie to him either. I told him that my mom was no longer in our lives because she treated me very poorly, and it got to the point where I couldn't handle it anymore. He knows that my mom was mean to me, but he did like that she was nice to him. He's a kid, so I won't hold that against him, even if it makes me grumble a little. Fast forward a year, and I made our apartment into a home. My boy's bedroom was stocked full of toys, clothes, a bed, books, and the fridge was always full. On my income, I was able to afford us a comfortable life. 
Now while we weren't rich, I had enough money to live, and having financial stability was something I never thought I would have under mom's control. I had even started seeing a very awesome guy I'd met at a lunch that my boss was throwing. We hit it off immediately, and my boy absolutely adores him. So after having no contact with my mom for the year, I was surprised to see that I had a message over Facebook from one of my siblings. They asked me if I'd be willing to talk to my mom and try to mend the rift because she really missed my son and wanted to mend our broken family for my boy's sake. I didn't want to. I felt that this was some ploy to get her claws into my son and to hurt me again. Just looking at the message made me have a PTSD episode. I was scared. Very scared. After my boyfriend helped me to calm down, I called her and I set up an emergency appointment with my therapist. My therapist told me that mom reaching out might be sincere and the most that'll happen is the visit's gonna go bad and I'll just go back to no contact again. I wasn't worried about there being an argument. I was worried that my mom might steal or worse, try to kidnap my son if I turned my back. My paranoia was all over the place. After thinking it over a while, I decided to not let fear control me. I messaged my sibling back and we made plans to meet up in a public place for lunch. I agreed to bring my son with me, but I made the condition that my boyfriend would join us as well. My sibling wasn't happy with this, but hesitantly agreed. Red flag number one. So as the day of the lunch approached, my mom sent me a Facebook message saying how much she missed my son and she had loads of presents for him. I said I'm sure he'll be really grateful for the gifts and mom said she had one for me too. To avoid an argument, I just thanked her and told her that I'll just see her at lunch. She assured me that I would be shocked when I opened my present with a devil grin emoji. Red flag number two. On the day of the lunch, my anxiety was shooting through the roof. I kept changing my mind, but my boyfriend assured me that he would be there every step of the way. And if I was uncomfortable and wanted to leave, he would grab my son and we would get out of there. After some more freaking out, we get into the car and I arrived at the restaurant. My boyfriend was kind enough to offer to pay for everyone's lunch and mom took full advantage ordering the most expensive things on the menu, including an expensive cocktail and even an expensive dish to take home for later. I was understandably annoyed at this, but my boyfriend simply smiled and said whatever she wanted. After we ate, my son and mom hugged, and my son opened all the gifts she had gotten for him. He was super happy and excited to take everything home to play with, but that's when my mom stopped him and said that the toys would be for her house only, and that my son was welcome to come play with them whenever he wanted. At that, I nearly spat out my drink. This got mom's attention, and she smiled at me, a smile faker than fake. And then she said she wanted to hand deliver my gift in person. She then hands me a large brown envelope. I open it, and she was petitioning the court for grandparents' rights. I immediately exploded, shouting at her that she'll never get her hands on my son, and she would over my dead and rotting corpse. I then grabbed my son, my boyfriend, and we immediately left. My son was sad that he couldn't keep the gifts, but I promised to buy them all for him myself, and we didn't need grandma in our lives. I felt humiliated and tricked. The only good thing to come out of this horrible episode is they were left with a bill. Now, I had never been involved with the courts before. I was pretty freaked out. Not to mention terrified of the lies that my mom might tell them about me. After some talk with my boyfriend and therapist, they urged me to hire an attorney. I still had flash drives of recordings of the time my mom abused me and a lot of arguments we had, but my attorney dashed any hope of using them. Audio recordings weren't admissible unless both parties agreed to be recorded. I almost gave up hope on the spot, but he assured me that my mom's previous arrest and the testimony of the officer who arrested her and the fact that my mom hadn't seen my son in over a year was more than enough for a judge to deny grandparents' rights. 
So at the hearing, in classic Heron form, my mom played the victim. My mom stated that I was the aggressor the night I moved out, that I smoked weed around my son, and that I was a prostitute who often brought home strange men and slept with them in front of my son. She came up with so many lies during the hearing that I swear that crap was about to start spewing from the browns of her eyes. The judge then asked if I had any proof of these claims, and she looked at me with that fake motherly tone, saying that she didn't want to ruin her precious daughter's life. But this whole thing has forced her hand, and she's looking out for her grandchild's best interest. I couldn't contain the snort I let out. The judge dismissed her testimony as hearsay, but he did order me to undergo a drug test. When it was my turn to testify, I detailed the years of abuse and theft. I told the judge about the money that mom had stolen from me many times, and the time she cut up my debit card because I wouldn't give her my PIN number. I even reiterated how she demanded the cop arrest me, and to force me to give up my bank details. When I stepped down from the stand, the officer was called in to testify, and mom turned white as a ghost. The officer corroborated my story. My mom then began shouting at the officer, calling him a liar, but the judge had the police report in front of him. He then warned my mom that he would hold her in contempt of court if she continued with her outburst. My therapist and my boyfriend also testified. And with that, the judge denied my mom's petition for grandparents' rights. He even said that he believed she was in deep need of counseling and that she displays instability to the point that it's disturbing. My mom was shaking with rage. She held her composure though, shockingly. And she just walks out of the courtroom glaring at me as she walked by. Outside the courtroom, I told my siblings that I will never let my mom into my life or my son's life after this, and if they continue to side with her, then they too will have to accept that I'll have no contact with them. My boyfriend and I agreed to try putting mom and that side of the family behind us. We got married, and because we had no family who cared, our wedding was small, with only his side in attendance, which I didn't mind. His family welcomed my son and I openly and accepted us. We moved into a larger home just a few miles away from my old one, and we agreed that we wanted to start a family together. If there's one thing that helped me get through the years of torture, it was being a mom, and I'm damn good at it. Husband even legally adopted my son to claim as his own. Yeah, what a whirlwind that post was, guys. And I'm so glad that OP's finally cutting contact and just living her life now. And she needs to go somewhere far, far away where mom can't ever find her. Because entitled narcissistic parents are the worst. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's an r slash pro revenge. It's been a while since I've done one of those guys. And if you missed it, go check it out because the story is absolutely wild. OP's uncle tries to kidnap him and dad basically destroys him, like ends him. With all that said, myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.